0: show like its name is unambitious and it's intended to be because ambition isn't the key to success in everyday life. There's a wisdom in our body and in our approach and a lot of us are hearing slow down, slow down, slow down while the world around us is saying speed up, speed up, and speed up. And so by design, this show is inspired by everyday life to meet everyday people where they are, to add some Clarity and empower you during the challenging times, but also add a layer of realization and celebration to the times where you didn't know you were triumphing. So, in an effort not to over explain, here we are and we can begin. to the lazy guy to enlightenment this is episode four i'm excited to get to episode four i'm excited because people have started approaching me and saying that they're listening and that they're liking what they're listening to so that's some great feedback and it's a great encouragement to continue on with this project because when you're podcasting you're really speaking into an echo chamber at first i mean you really are putting your voice out there and you're not really sure what you're going to get back and so it's nice to hear that what I was hoping would help people and inspire people is doing just that. Because for me, without that as a as a function of this, it really doesn't serve the purpose it needs to. So I want you to excuse my voice today. I've been losing my voice a little bit, but I really wanted to get on and record because the topic that was really important to me today. Um, To share with you, I didn't feel like it could wait and I kind of am one of those people that has to act while the inspiration strikes I have to kind of feel it out and and let it charge up my body and charge up my focus And then I've got to use it while I have it or I might lose it Um, So I hope you can appreciate that. I want to bring this to you while I'm able and you can excuse my raspy voice So let's jump right into that topic last week. We talked about intuition how to feel that in your body, how to start noticing that, and how to bring your somatic experience into the intuitive process to demystify it. And if you missed that episode, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen because I feel that demystifying the intuitive experience is really important and also making a little bit more tangible and practical. I feel that's important too. I want to talk with you all about, well, I guess the trend and, and and for good reason is that human beings are getting more into our spiritual or mystical experience. And I really do appreciate that because when I started getting into all these things as a teenager, it was very taboo, especially here in the Midwest. And you've probably heard me say that before. So it's great to see that being a popular topic and a popular consideration. But I've also seen that we love to really appreciate the good side of that and we love that kind of joy and even the dopamine hit that the spiritual and mystical experience provides but the the mystical and spiritual experience will also take you to your depths and that's really what i want to talk about and go over a little bit in today's episode the theme around today's episode is really simple it's that our idea of good and bad whether we're talking about life experience what's happening to us the mystical or spiritual experience, it's still very much a a dual theme. There's still very much our brain and our mind and our heart is very much attached to what is good or bad. And I think a lot of the inner work we can do is to try to promote that acceptance that there is a gray area in life where what seems good right away may not be all that great or all that um, powerful for our development. But what seems bad is not necessarily the most terrible thing that's happening. It is the page turning in your experience, and what is to come may be undisclosed, but still very powerful part of what um, what is to really create the future of your life and who you are to become. I had the experience of sitting down with someone yesterday. And they were relatively young, and they just had kind of a difficult turn. A relationship had ended, they were considering a job change. There just seemed to be some things that were going in a direction that they weren't anticipating. And I, it was my impression that they felt a little bit blindsided by this. And I thought, isn't that just such an interesting example, since this topic was in my mind, of how life can really take you on a turn? Um, So, you know, those times in our life, we are thinking, man, this should not be happening. I really do not want this to happen to me. This doesn't feel right. This ruins all of my plans. This breaks my heart. This throws my whole world into a loop and turns everything upside down for me. And what I discovered through going through those experiences myself and guiding a lot of people through those experiences and seeing them months and years later is that those destructive experiences that throw us into our emotional space, into what feels chaotic and unpredictable, can really create who we are. Imagine if we were always allowed to stay comfortable. Imagine if we were always allowed to avoid growth through avoiding discomfort. Imagine if we were only allowed to experience what was good when we wanted to and avoid what was bad when we wanted to. Um, and, and then I also want you to imagine for a moment a world where bad things happening have no meaning. And I just want you to imagine that. Imagine how awful that would be. And I especially learned this again, even though I had really gone through this lesson many times. But I'd learned this again when I got ill last year that we have a choice. We can either decide that the bad things happening to us have no meaning and that there is just pointless chaos happening, or we can choose to see the meaning and the lesson in the growth and a challenge. And it is a choice. I mean, you are fully able to go through life and to choose um, to believe that there's no meaning to your struggle. But I I do believe that seeing there to be a positive meaning behind things does not mean having to accept that things are fair. It does not mean having to... um, put up with crap that you shouldn't have to deal with or unfair treatment or being oppressed or being subjected to negative things or abusive behavior, whatever it might be, does not mean having to sugarcoat this stuff that you should not have to experience. But it does mean that there is maybe some, at least on a personal level and a spiritual level and a psycho-emotional spiritual level, trying to dive into what the meaning is. What am I supposed to get out of this? Maybe I am supposed to rise up rise against this force because it is very unfair and it, and it is unjust but what am i supposed to get out of this because the first step is figuring out where what we need to get out of it and the second step is knowing when we need to move on and let that experience go and, and start traveling in new directions and we can really only do that i believe once we've completed our our trek with that lesson with that life experience with that journey and sometimes that takes days months or years the reason why I wanted to really speak on this topic is, is again, going back to that person that I was discussing when, when I opened the episode, a lot of things were changing, felt like they were going upside down. But what came out in the reading was that things were changing and developing and going in a better direction. It just had to all fall apart first. And isn't that just the way life goes after you've been around for a little while? You notice things fall apart and what rises out of those ashes is just something that you really couldn't perceive. And... Um, what I would like to, to, to say on that topic as well is that part of us must kind of be destroyed in that process, not destroyed, but, but kind of, I guess, altered through the, the, the flames of transformation so that we can come out the other side as a newer updated version of ourself. But that generally tends to happen through loss, challenge, and upheaval and, I've met very few people who I've admired for their wisdom, for their um, tenacity, for their ability to take life and and, and really transform their circumstances and and be people who had something to say and something to, to show the world. I've met very few people who could do that without meeting adversity first. And I could go on and on about a list of people who I really admire and respect and and uh, as friends or as, as people that work in, in adjacent industry or as people who are artists and creators, but I don't really uh, want to dive into that right now, but um, it, there's just so many people that that have been able to take those ingredients and turn them into something really amazing and inspiring. Those are the people that really show you, hey, if I can deal with this, you can deal with it. And if I can find the meaning in this, you can find the meaning of it. And I've thought a lot about this, that there is no circumstance, no type of society we could build, no type of, you know, structure in our world we could create that will take the pain out of being human. I don't believe it's possible. I believe that emptiness even visits us when everything is in the proper place, quote unquote. And I've seen that. I think we talked about that in a previous episode as well. Even when everything's in the right place, a deep sense of ache or emptiness can come out because our sense of purpose and life direction is really based on something much deeper than that. So wherever you are in your life, you may have some good things happening. You may be in a golden period, as I like to call it, where things just feel nice and aligned. Or you may be in the worst period of your life or somewhere in between. But it is good to try to do this exercise, which is to back up from what you think might just be good in the way that you need to try to honor that and that even all the best things and stable things are temporary because we eventually age or experience health problems or experience some sort of upheaval and it's not like we should expect the worst but trying to honor those things for the fact that they are temporary that's what makes them beautiful that's what makes them powerful is that they are amazing temporary phases and experiences in our life but even if we have those until we're 80 or 90 years old one day we will decline and those experiences will change and then there's the bad things you may struggle through these things for years or months but i find that those struggles take on kind of a different aspect when we start to try to appreciate who we are meant to become and i know that you'll probably you've probably heard me say that a few times and you'll probably hear me say that again but who are we meant to become we're not always meant to know the answer to that but it's a good reflective exercise who am i meant to become what is this inspiring in me what am i taking from this on a deeper level is it that i'm learning to be patient is it that i'm learning how to connect with other people in a way i haven't connected with them before is it that i'm learning how to connect and serve myself and my needs better and and likely you will find multiple answers to that question i advise people all the time, and I try to remind myself this too, that we should be journaling. As people, we should be journaling, or at least reflecting and voice recording or doing some sort of reflective exercise, because we need to get out of our thinking heads, out of that echo chamber. We really need to try to write and reflect and, and speak on these topics in a, in a personal way to ourselves. That's really important. Um, because we need to be able to, to speak outside of the context of the person that's just suffering or the person that's just enjoying something. Even we need to be able to speak kind of as an observer to ourselves so we can begin to educate ourselves on our experiences without that emotional interface, taking all of that command of our attention, all the command of our attention. And I call this becoming intimate with yourself. You can become intimate with yourself when you begin to kind of really feel into your experiences, when you really begin to feel into um, the emotions and the inspirations and the challenges, and and you begin to go what's underneath this surface. And most people do that when the discomfort level is very high and they feel called to go into that, you know, uncomfortable space because they need to relieve pressure and they need to try to, to get to clarity. But it can also be done in times just to take inventory, you know, to create a sense of gratitude and peace and well-being. You know, it doesn't have to be done just in a difficult time. But I love that exercise of becoming intimate with yourself. Because who better to analyze and, um, and become closer to the, the themes and the important um, uh, kind of, I guess, pillars of your life than you. And who better to decide what these experiences mean and what you can do with them. If you've ever entered periods of uncertainty and confusion, or if you're someone who goes through cycles like emotional cycles or clarity cycles where things go up and down, this is something that's really probably going to be helpful for you. But you have to find your own own way to do it. It's not like having a diary every day. It's more so having a journal or an audio recording where you can speak with yourself and only among yourself, in an intimate and personal way so that you can kind of begin to discuss things and just kind of let it flow and i would say to anybody if they want to know how to start just let it flow you know try to talk about something that challenged you that day but also try to go deeper into maybe the meaning of it and what what you took from it and what it inspired what actions it inspired for you and if it inspired you to do anything for yourself or others or if there's some solution you're wanting to try this is like a drawing board for your life experiences and what I found is that life is art. life is best when we're willing to get a little bit messy and so much of what limits us as people is when we try to stay in the safety zone I will you know share a little personal detail with you right now I am NOT in the safety zone and I haven't been since I got sick because I was really content meeting with clients and you know just doing business in life as it was and you know continuing with my work and it really got shaken up. And I still feel a great deal of anxiety about that. Um, and I did from the day that I had to let go and step away from the predictable, the predictable income, from the predictable um, you know, schedule, from, from everything. And, and I'm just not permitted to have that right now because where I am and where my family is, we just don't have the predictability due to this massive change in my health circumstance. And it, it, it takes a while to create stability when that when that is all hinging on for example the work of one person and the income of one person that's a common life example but also when one person goes through a health thing like that everybody has to go through that change with them because we 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 suffer and we we experience joy with those that we're close to and i'm not going to say it's all been miserable it's definitely we've had a a lot of close wonderful experiences with this time together too, but it's thrown us into uncertainty. So I've had a lot of anxiety around that. And the practice that I engage in is knowing how to surrender. And I don't necessarily mean in a religious sense, but I surrender to the process going, hey, it's gonna get messy and creative. And I wanna tell you what that led me to. That led me to being able to try to function in a way that was reasonable for me. Being able to acknowledge what my limitations were. Being able to acknowledge what I could still do And how I could still show up and have a purposeful life, even with all the challenges, even with IV tubes in me every day, even with feeding tube wires and stuff, and carrying all this around in a backpack, I I still found a way to find resolve, and I still found a way to be resilient, and decide, well, I can't do the things the way I wanted to, and I have to grieve that, but I do know how to go forward. It also led me to some other really amazing experiences. One is this project. It's something I would never have done. I would have never got on here and spoken to you. And, and I never would have talked to the people around me beyond this project about my life in such a personal way. It opened up for me the ability to go beyond having to be kind of like a mentor or someone who needed to have it all together on the surface. And it gave me the ability to say, hey, I can, I can have my life be... A mess at times and still know how to show up in a way that feels authentic in a way that doesn't make me feel bad about myself in a way that i can actually connect with people on a human level about what we go through and it made my friendships deeper it helped me i think make some family relationships deeper you know the close family relationships and even extended ones Helped me reconnect with people and even just everyday people you know i see in my day i just value those connections so much more The other thing that it led me to was my wife and I started a new business project that we're really excited about, which involves curiosities, uh, curio, and antiques, and kind of like taxidermy and old vintage items. And I would have never had the energy and drive to do something like that if I didn't allow the chaos that was my life to unfold and throw me into the uncertainty. So yes, I wake up every day right now. And I go, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And then I remember I've been doing it. And I know I've said this before, but I love this. My success rate and your success rate for overcoming hard things is 100% if we're sitting here, even if we're not feeling strong about it that day. And so, yeah, I mean, just in my own examples, I've seen tons of amazing things come out of it. And I found that security in life, emotional security, psychological security even spiritual security comes from being able to embrace the unpredictable being able to look at the bad and say hey you are part of my life and i have a saying you cannot have um you cannot have a problem without having it relate to some part of your whole experience so if you really enjoy some part of your life your problems in your life are a direct relation to that for example If you have a really close relationship with a friend, but sometimes they annoy you, that problem exists because you have an amazing friendship. And then it's your responsibility to communicate that. That keeps the friendship strong. That problem's not bad. It's only bad if you don't acknowledge that it's part of the human experience, that everything will happen on a spectrum and that we have no control over that. So while I sit here saying this to you, I don't say it from a pedestal. I say it from a place that we could all dig a little deeper and look a little bit more into life as a gray area. And when I was in art school, a lot of times they'd say, hey, paint a picture in gray first. Really try to appreciate the tones and the structures and things like that. Really try to appreciate the, <laughs> the way that that image shows up so that when you go to color it, you know what you are going to add. When you add color, you bring that world to life. So I would say that to you, look at your life in gray tones, try to appreciate the depth of it, the depth of your experience, the variety, and try to step back, try to journal, try to get really intimate with yourself and your life. Let that unsettle things if it needs to, you know, let yourself cry, let yourself feel that this is unfair. I think we should let our emotions live, but we should also Begin to learn that process of getting close with ourselves and learning how to make plans and learning how to to make efforts and even trying new things out of our comfort zone. We don't want our comfort zone to get bigger and bigger and bigger unless it involves being more adventurous. And I've found through my experience that that, that is what I recommend to anybody struggling. I'd love to hear about your experiences. I'd really love if you're a listener and you've even just listened casually send some topics in, you know, tell me a little bit about what this show has, um, has kind of set an emotion for you as far as in terms of thinking and feeling. And if you have anything you'd like to discuss on here, or I guess here discussed on here, or if you'd like me to respond directly to some questions as I record an episode, I'd love to do an episode like that. And if I get enough questions, I probably will. If I get enough topic suggestions, I probably will. The other thing is if you're a listener and you haven't yet, I would really appreciate you giving this show a rating and a follow. People have told me it's coming up in their feed organically, um, and I think that's really great. I'd, I'd love for more people to hear it and to benefit from it. And, you know, since this is the lazy guide to enlightenment, I'd I like to talk about the things that are really going to get you there without being work. And, of course, they're work emotionally, psycho-emotional, spiritual work, But what I don't want them to be is work like, oh, you've got to get up and do this on a regimen every day and that is what will fix you. And that was what will make you clear and enlightened and free. I don't believe in that model. I don't believe in that model because that model never um, addressed the human being, the psycho, emotional, spiritual human experience. It never let us see the function of our mind. It never let us fully feel the, the, the full expanse of our emotion. And it never let us see spirituality as something inside of ourself and integrated in all of our life experiences. So, yes, there will be no mantras here. There will be no recommended daily practices. But those things that do support you, I highly recommend you do them. I want to wish you a very wonderful week ahead. And whether life is bright and wonderful or life is heavy right now, remember, really enjoy those peaks and those wonderful experiences in your life. Remember to take inventory and to really appreciate them. And if things do feel heavy and they ever do feel dark for you, I want you to remember you are not alone, that we are all growing and we are all transforming through this life journey together and we can take on anything. The first step is always taking what you know. Taking what you know will help you and support you, making time for that, going back to it as soon as your schedule and your time allows. And that is always the first step toward healing and normalizing and coming back into alignment with yourself okay friends until next time hey thanks for listening i'm really happy to have you here so a little bit about me i've been working the last 10 plus years as a psychic and there's no really good word for what I do, so I like to fall in this little niche role. It's a kind of flexible title. What I really like to do is help people get to clarity. And I really like to focus on clients who are looking for unique perspectives and unique ways to solve problems. And what I like to say is you just don't know what life looks like until you're on the other side of clarity. You don't know what life looks like until you come and sit down and what I consider one of the most unique settings in the world to discuss life in a totally different way and ideally come out of the other side. A person who, not transformed by the experience, but with the tools and the ability to transform yourself to overcome. And ideally, the final goal is you leave empowered and inspired um, without having to change anything in your life. So if you're interested in getting connected with me, if you've got questions, you want to talk, you want to chat, reach out to me by email at yale at relevantreadings.com or you could also give me a little visit at relevantreadings.com. That's R-E-L-E-V-A-N-T, readings with an S. I welcome your questions and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.